Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. We are recording. Running right into this. Back with another mini-sode. This time, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about love oh we are i we just got done sharing some poetry i wrapped jeremy's little brain and heart right into my words <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, I, I forgot how good poetry is yeah so we're already in the lovey-dovey mood i think i think poetry inherently does that no matter the type of poetry yeah, it is it gets you floating mm-hmm. it gets you floating and like the stream state so I prepared this mini-sode on soulmates and hmm. twin flames awesome. because I came across this idea and knowledge on TikTok originally. Where all good ideas are born. Where <laughs> all good ideas are born because <laughs> uh, it's like a very Gen Z thing that's being really popular popularized popularized yes that is how you use that word but it's like really popular right now with the younger generation this idea of twin flames soulmates were always very big with any age group especially with like astrology and spirituality in general i think i we're seeing a really weird uptick in people going towards astrology and like metaphysical stuff Mm -hmm. i was not so metaphysical a little more i don't mean this as an insult but a little more shallow than metaphysical thought where it's Mm -hmm. it's like it's uh, esotericism, I think is the word I want to say, which is just like weird, you know, not quite magic, but new age spiritualism. And you know what else is magic? I am magic. I'm a magical being mama. Uh, yeah. Mo. <laughs> I am also a little magical sprite. Ooh. And I've arrived here from the... Astral plane. Astral planes to send you a message of love and healing as we enter the age of Aquarius. Yes. Claim this energy because I'm sending this energy to you. Yes. You will do great things. You are beautiful and amazing, and we love you. Thank you, and welcome to According to an Idiot. Welcome. Also, if you're not holding your crystals in your hands right now, none of that works. You're not welcome here. Um, my crystal grid disagrees. <laughs> um, you know, s- uh, um, oh, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything else. <laughs> I literally started a grimoire. <laughs> I put all the meetings with all the crystals in it. Don't start a grimoire. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so I am. <laughs> Oops, I started a magical uh, book. <laughs> Oops, I started a grimoire. <laughs> yeah. Read my book now about how I accidentally opened a portal to the demon world. <laughs> Spooky. So I feel like I have some um, validity I'm talking about soulmates and twin flames because yeah. I have uh, about four pages in my grimoire. Explain what your grimoire is to the layman. Uh, grimoire is a spell book of witchery. So I put general knowledge and spells and my doing goods. It has a lot to do, frankly, with the satanic agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, unfortunately, our friend Mo has been poisoned by the Antichrist Yes, and their attempt at pushing a new world order. Mm-hmm. And frankly, uh, I have more crystals than you, so it's true. you can't defeat me, devil woman. All I do is hold a rose quartz in my hand, I wave it around, and I go, ha, ah! and then love comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sick. It's sick. You're making love zombies. You're doing, you're doing witchcraft. I'm like L. Ron Hubbard jacking off into parchment. <laughs> uh, the moon child. <laughs> the Antichrist is coming, yes. but I'm going to abort it. Yes. So we're in that line. We are. This is sort of a, this is new age kind of stuff you're going to be talking about, right? Yes. I can assume. It's new age, but it's also not. These are ideas that have been passed for as long as people have been believing in woo-woo shit, you know? Whoa. We are believing in woo-woo shit from like- Since we started. Oh, yeah. I think babies start doing woo-woo in like second trimester. Mm-hmm. I never stopped doing the woo-woo and I'm going to pass it on to you. Very infectious. So what is your idea of a soulmate? What does a soulmate mean to you? A soulmate is somebody who has my exact face and body mm-hmm. and who will pleasure me and I don't have to pleasure them at all. And do stuff for me, and I don't have to do stuff for them at all. Mm. And again, they're me, and I don't have to do anything but indulge in me uh, physically, sexually, romantically. (laughs) That's my idea of love and soulmates. That's amazing. I was going to ask you what you thought Twin Flames were, but now I'm scared of your answer. Uh, No, Twin Flames (laughs) is an alt-rock band out of California. uh, (laughs) Sort of like math rock influence. Um, Math rock? uh, Yeah. Like algebra? It's a whole thing. No, math rock is is not about algebra. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. uh, Ignore me. Fuck algebra. We're going to... Completely. Oh, yes, please. Fuck algebra. Honestly, I don't know if I believe in twin flames or soulmates, but I believe in the notion of fucking algebra. Fucking algebra. Yeah. I'm gonna stick my dick into your B. Ew. Why'd you say <laughs> equals B mx B? plus B, bitch? I'm oh, gonna stick my dick in that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you a parabola. <laughs> you you want to see a bell curve? I'll show you a bell oh, curve. Watch, real just quick. watch this bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, soulmate. Okay, so I'm going to give you the very uh, definition-y idea of what soulmates are. So a soulmate is supposed to be somebody who is cut from the same energetic cloth as you. So the idea of a soulmate is supposed to be somebody who helps awaken and challenge you and vice versa. So they're people who enter your life and they... Test your patience. They they test your (laughs) self-growth and your idea of the world and they help you to grow. They show you specific things that are hindering you as a person and are kind of like that catalyst yeah. to expediting who you are as a person. That sounds pretty healthy. I always assumed that soulmates was just like the perfect person. There's never a conflict. No. You're on the same page. It's incredible. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Wow. Uh, uh, soulmates are not always romantic. Soulmates can be friends. You can be friends soulmates. The whole idea of it is that it's karmic. Mm-hmm. So... It's just somebody who understands you really well. You kind of have this undeniable pull towards each other. You just understand each other. It's almost like you've always known them okay. in a way. And it's somebody who helps you evolve as a human being. They're designed to help support you in life emotionally or professionally. The new age belief is that there's somebody you've spent many lifetimes with as like a friend, a lover, coworker, as a partner. Mm-hmm. It's somebody you've just known in like a past life and your soul recognizes them and pick up where you left off almost. That's cool. It's like a timeless friendship, a timeless bond. I think that you and I were definitely both druids um, <laughs> like 5,000 years ago and we definitely burned people together. I think so. I think we for sure committed atrocities. Yeah. I feel like there are definitely people in life that you meet and there's a definite unexplainable connection and pull towards each other where it's just easy and you understand each other and it it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense until you meet somebody like that i feel like you were definitely a person like that for me where i where i met you and it was just like 
Yeah. And eventually we made a podcast. Yeah. And here we are. We've talked about this before, this idea that a soulmate doesn't have to be a lover. It can be, And you can have multiple. Right. You I can do have prefer multiple. that idea of a soulmate. I think the whole idea of a soulmate is that there are multiple people out there in the world for you and that can understand you. And I think that also evolves. Like there are people that come into your life that help you in that stage of your life. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of part ways and you're destined to meet again in the next life where you'll meet each other and help each other in different ways again. Yeah. And then you'll part ways or you'll stay together as whatever that manifests as. Yeah. But I subscribe to the soulmate idea and that there are multiple and that there are people out there that you just connect with and you vibe with. Also, I mean, just stripping away the new age veneer of that too. It's important to have a support system of people that you care about and they care about you and a diverse support system if you can manage it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a theory that you need to meet a soulmate before you can meet your twin flame because the feelings are very different. And before I jump into what a twin flame is, I want to tell you my soulmate theory because I figured it out. Okay, I did the calculations and I broke the system. I got it down. So, this better be good. This better be so fucking good. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> when I, when I thought about this, I was like, oh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> okay, I got. I, I have to hear this. Out. I have to hear this. Okay, so you have types, right? Like people generally have types. Yeah. Whether it's personality based or it's very physical, or maybe like a combination between the two. In your past. A physical personality. <laughs> but like you can look at your past relationships, past crushes, people yeah. you've dated or you've longed after. And there's... You can read the trends. Right. There's trends and there's qualities that are very distinct and stand out between those people mm-hmm. that they share certain things. And maybe they change based on like the period of your life or after you mature, maybe those qualities change a For little sure. bit. So my idea is some how some way in the universe in your brain unconsciously you know who you're supposed to be with and who your partner soulmate is but consciously right you don't know you don't know who that person is but you have some idea of these qualities inherently who that person is so you're seeking out these qualities and all these other people thinking that it's going to be your soulmate partner whoever and Every time, like, you're getting it wrong, right? Like, that's not quite right. So you move on. They have the same qualities. Oh, but that's not quite right either. So you're kind of learning from each partner. Trial and error. But you don't know why you're drawn to these specific qualities, but it's because you know inherently that's who you're supposed to be with. And you're just always searching for it in other people. Sometimes you also pursue things that are... Uh, almost the opposite of what you know you should have. Yeah. Because there's like a safety in knowing that you're picking the wrong person. (laughs) There's like a comfort in knowing I don't need to worry about really getting my shit together for this person because, you know what, honestly, Mm -hmm. it's a mess. But um, I think we do inherently know what is right for us or what is wrong for us. Like, you know when you're doing something bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I should be jogging every day. Yeah. Like I know that I should be more confident. I don't do that, but I know. And sometimes it's so buried under a bunch of denial that I don't even realize that I know that. Mm-hmm. But when you're ready, you will know what is healthy for you. Right. And in you'll a partner know what's right. Right. And maybe like you always dated that blonde haired bimbo. Oh, bim- not blonde haired bimbo. <laughs> but like that blonde haired volleyball player girl. Yeah. You dated her. It was wrong the first time. Oh, maybe like maybe a s- basketball player you this skipped, time. You skipped a girl and then like, oh, you dated a blonde haired fucking golfer or some right. shit. Um, but like Ooh, I would never date a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> but like that general trend and then like eventually you end up with this blonde haired gardener. But you're okay. So, that, so blonde. 
Okay. The type is blonde. Well, I'm saying like with those qualities, athletic, they had these qualities and like each time it evolved a little bit. Right. Because each time you're getting a little bit closer to eventually what was your end person. Right. Because you wanted somebody who maybe looked a certain way was blonde. Just drawing from your examples. Yeah. Volleyball player. Okay, well, she's athletic, so she's kind of hot and she's blonde and she's this and she's assertive and she's mm-hmm. a team player or whatever. Then you move on to the next one, a golfer, I think is what you <laughs> fucking said. Okay, well, she's more calm and patient because golf is a quieter yeah. game. I don't know. <laughs> and then finally, I got the blonde, but she's a gardener. She's like a nurturer and she's mm-hmm. sweet. And I slowly hacked at the marble till I figured out that I needed somebody who was that kind of gardener type. Right. You have the outside of the puzzle made. And all of these people match that outside of the puzzle, but their pieces don't fit quite right. Right. You have the framework. You just need the actual quality. They match ideals that you already have, but they're like adding little pieces Mm -hmm. each time. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you may find out not all the pieces have to fit. Right. That's my soulmate theory. Also, though, you can just start forcing pieces that don't fit together and then you're just (laughs) destroying your puzzle. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll cut that out. But... I like that. The universe tells you who you're supposed to be with, but they're cryptid about it. You still got to figure it out on your own, but they're going to give you little nuggets of info that you just know you need. That's what the best teachers do. Mm -hmm. I do think that the trends you see are also a form of reconciliation. Yeah. You date a similar person because you need closure from the last person. And so you Mm -hmm. find somebody who innately reminds you of them Mm -hmm. and you try to patch it up with them in this endless soul quest that is never going to fulfill you. (laughs) But it's too complicated to distill to one formula. But I think yours is very interesting. So diving into a twin flame. Careful. going to get burned. Diving into fire. Get it? So I'm going to give you the story of a twin flame first before I really like explain what a twin flame is. So the idea of a twin flame comes from the Greek story in Plato's Symposium where Aristophanes, Aristophanes, do you know how to say that? How do you spell it? Aristo and then Pains. Aristopanes, <laughs> yeah, Aristo I, I believe. <laughs> um, Aristopanes says that all humans were androgynous in the beginning. Early humans supposedly had both sex organs. Yeah. But they also had two faces, four hands, and four legs. Uh, some people still do. <laughs> the two faces, not the four hands. <laughs> oh, God. Um, they were essentially two human beings combined into one uh, okay, vessel. Okay. But really freaky looking. Really scary. Yeah, God Horrifying. Really fuck that up. So these beings were very fast and powerful, which I think is scary. I'm hating this. <laughs> this is more scary. So they were so powerful that the gods in Olympus were worried, and Zeus decided to weaken them by cutting them in two. Uh, and this is a job given to Apollo. Yeah. So he divided the humans in half, and they, as a result, were very unhappy. They each longed for its other half, and so they would throw their arms about around each other, weaving themselves together and wanting to grow together. Oh. Zeus, having pity and seeing them wanting so desperately to be back together, decided to have their sex organs turn to the front so that when they were embracing, they could unite this way. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah. Zeus is always a perv. You can he's always rely on him. To For a second, I'm like, oh, he's going to do something nice. And he kind of did. But mainly, again, Zeus is either about murdering or fucking. Mm-hmm. He's got, it's just blood or sex. Both. Or both. <laughs> both. <laughs> That's, That's very Zeus, though. Yeah, very... How can I help them? Let me rearrange their genitals. Right. Yeah. Then they can fuck and I can watch. They can have a handshake with their crotches. <laughs> 
So each human was then allowed a matching half that they were always seeking, yeah. this inherent other half of their right. being. Right, part of you is missing, mm-hmm. right? that idea of a missing half. When a person meets the half that is their very own, the two are struck by love, by a sense of belonging to one another. There is said to be 72,000 twin flames, and once they were separated, it became 144,000 individual bodies. That's math right there. That is some math. <laughs> <laughs> There's a prediction found in the Book of Revelations and Emerald Tablets, which predicts there will be an incarnation of 144,000 light workers who will save Earth from, quote, the forces of darkness. What the hell does that mean? That's one hell of a coincidence there, (laughs) Zeus. Uh, So the the Bible talks about 144,000 souls that were sent here some 800 million years ago over many lifetimes for a divine mission. And light workers are people who heal on many levels, and they do this through their work and energy if they learn to control and manage it. So, essentially, you have a mirror soul. It is the same person, and they have a lot of synchronicities with your life. Yeah. So they tend to have the same issues as you and similar childhood. They mirror your strengths and weaknesses, so there's like a deep level of understanding and usually they complement each other. So like your weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa. Right. They're immune to poison, but I'm immune to bullets. <laughs> there you go. Very helpful. I am allergic to peanuts and they love peanuts. <laughs> this, is- <laughs> <laughs> this is my twin flame. Ooh. So you generally have the same core personality, but you tend to present as opposites on the outside, which I think is interesting. So like somebody who's very flowery and like sunshiny, whatever. Their twin flame is somebody who's like dark and broody, but they have like the same kind of core personality that meshes and works really well together. Kind of goes back to yin yang. Exactly. And almost like left brain, right brain. Mm -hmm. Humans are inherently like that, where you have two sides of you. You have analytical and you have emotional. Yeah, like the opposites attract almost. Yeah. Except that you're very similar and you have a deep understanding. Right. And I think that's essential in a relationship. But also you just complement each other in different ways. You bring something new to the table, but also you bring some of that sweet, sweet same. Yeah, because if you're too similar then it's just boring really what you're explaining is sister sister but with sex exactly it's tea and tamara tia and tamara maori yeah it's if tea and tamara f- had well, intercourse yes <laughs> we wouldn't want to say fuck on this show <laughs> right linda will get angry again yes. she is lurking in the shadows yeah <laughs> so usually with a twin flame there tends to be a larger age gap and the relationship itself is a roller coaster because it's so intense mm-hmm when you meet your twin flame, it's like an instant recognition. <gasps> oh, my God. You see them across the room. No, <laughs> God. There's <laughs> a huge age difference. This is an old man having a heart attack because he Ooh. just saw his 23-year-old twin flame. Oh, God. Oh, not, that, not that big. <laughs> I'm talking like maybe five, ten years or something. Okay, all right. Um, you know, like five years versus like a year or two. So it's very intense, right, because you have all of these similarities and all of these feelings and they rush to you and the relationship is a roller coaster because it's so intense and that's very scary. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of push and pull with these type of relationships generally. And there's this terminology that's very common with describing it called a runner and a chaser. Mm-hmm. So you have a person who is very aware of these feelings and is drawn to it and tends to like go after it. And the person who is scared of it and tends to run away from the intense emotions. Okay. So you have this dynamic of a person who's avoiding it and the person who feels it really intensely, thinks that deserves recognition and, you know, attention. Yeah. And is kind of chasing that person to develop that yes. connection. Right, right. 
which also kind of ties into the idea of the anxious and avoidant attachment styles. The runner and chaser idea kind of mirrors that attachment style psychology. So, okay, going back to Twin Flames. Since they are a part of you, if you don't love yourself, there will always be a part of you trying to reject your Twin Flame, which is what brings it to the runner chaser. Yeah. You are a runner. If you can't fully love yourself then you're going to feel scared by the intensity of this connection and you're going to inherently find things wrong with it because you find things wrong with yourself. It all starts at home. Mm-hmm. It all starts in your own head. Exactly. How can you expect to love somebody else if you don't love yourself? Exactly. That's, you'll always hear that. You'll always hear it. And the important thing about twin flame relationships is it shows you all of your vulnerabilities, your unresolved issues, and your unresolved trauma and brings it to your attention because it's right there in front of you because it is this other person. Yeah. So it forces you on this journey of self-love and growth and healing all of that emotional trauma because it's so in your fucking face. Yeah. So it's a roller coaster because you get all these nice emotions and this like understanding and love, but then also you're thrown all of this baggage that both of you have and that Mm -hmm. you have to face and it can be a lot and people are just like "Mm, this is too much and then they bail then you're always brought back together because there's this undeniable pull between the two of you where you are just meant to be in each other's lives like you're always going to come back to each other but i think it's two people that have toxic tendencies but Mm -hmm. those toxic tendencies vibe like Mm -hmm. you know really right and that's like a big critique of it too is that it tends to fall in like codependent relationship styles Twin flame relationships can be toxic. They can also not be toxic. It's just like any other relationship. Mm-hmm. But you only have one twin flame. So your soulmates, you have many, but your twin flame is the mirror of your soul. So there's only one. And usually there are barriers keeping you from being together initially. So Mm -hmm. that you are confronted with all this emotional baggage that you can work through separately and then come back together at a later point. They can be romantic, but they can also be completely platonic, too. Yeah. So we can... (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's not your soulmate. It's not the same as a soulmate. A soul-based connection isn't necessarily about romance. It's about spiritual growth. And when you meet your twin flame, your life changes and you start to see the world very differently. Some signs that you've met your twin flame. An erection that lasts longer than four hours. <laughs> so there are a lot of weird coincidences and immediate sense of recognition like you've known them your whole life. Yeah. But also you start to see 11, 11 everywhere because those are the angel numbers. What is this? 11, 11. <laughs> uh, there's the feeling I've never felt like this before. There's a lot of weird coincidences and you always end up together. Like even if it's years or months down the line, you always end up coming back into each other's lives under weird circumstances. Okay. So that's like the general idea of a twin flame. I think it also ties into something called limerence, which you've probably know of this concept, but you've never heard that word because I certainly didn't. Um, So limerence is a romantic attraction to another person, and it typically includes obsessive thoughts and fantasies with a desire to form or maintain a relationship with the object of love and having these obsessive thoughts of needing that feeling reciprocated. Okay. It's like when you first start dating, like when you first start falling for somebody. Right. And you have that really intense crush or like teenage girls when they are in love with like Harry Styles 
sales or whatever. Right. And they're completely obsessed and they're thinking about them constantly and they need to like feel that love reciprocated yeah. by them. It's like just a cannibalistic love where it's they really just want to eat Harry Styles. Like, <laughs> right. I just, uh, and you'll eventually like get over it. But this idea of twin flames kind of falls into that category of having this idealized version of a person and falling for this idea yeah. and obsessive thoughts and fantasies. Muy caliente. What makes it a limerence type of feeling, I guess, is when it's very intrusive and obsessive thoughts, feelings, and behaviors contingent on the perceived emotional reciprocation. So it's like hindering your day-to-day life, essentially. Yeah, yeah. This is literally just falling in love because yeah. it really is like a fucking hindrance to like, like <laughs> really I got to focus on something else. Stop thinking about them. Stop thinking about them. Stop this fantasizing. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It, yeah, it really is. It's basically just falling in love without the reciprocation. Which is the which is terrible. Right. It's anguish. That's anguish. It's horrible. The intense feeling of falling in love, that limerence, uh, and it not being reciprocated is- is So heartbreaking. So, soul wrenching. You're just sick with emotion. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So what do you think? What's your what's your feelings on soulmates and twin flames now? Um, I think well, okay. So I think that I'm always going to be afraid to totally jump into the woo woo pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I think that there is a lot in that that you can unpack and see it for what it is, which is just actual day to day love and like mm-hmm. whether or not there is a mystical aspect to it. I got no idea, but it sure as hell feels mystical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think while the idea of twin flames sounds very chaotic and uh, makes me anxious, <laughs> the idea of like the too much passion where it's like, oh, God, I'm just, ugh, I'm oh. just orgasming. Overcome with emotion. Over- <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, But with the soulmates thing, I, I do feel that um, I don't necessarily take it literally, but I do believe in different kinds of soulmates. And I think it's, it's uh, I think it's a very important part of life. Maybe the most important part of life is, is, is love, romantic and platonic, especially platonic. Mm-hmm. Because what makes a friend so special is that there's no reason for you two to be in each other's lives. You just like each other. Yeah. That's like the most pure form of love I there love is. I love that. It's so wholesome. Yeah. I think platonic love is so beautiful. All love is beautiful if it's healthy. It's, I think it's easier for platonic love to be healthy because yeah. there's less at stake. Yeah, less of all the stupid, crazy love emotions, right? Yeah, it's got a longer wick, a longer fuse. But yeah, I think I believe in the idea of soulmates, even if it isn't necessarily mystical. I think it is. I think it's a little... Yeah. I think it's a little mystical. Who knows? Who knows? I I like to think that it is. I like twin flames. I think if it's real, it's extremely rare. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people who say that they probably experienced it probably haven't. And it was bordering on the toxic (laughs) relationships and probably in the limerence Mm -hmm. area. But I don't think you can discount it entirely either. I think some connections are really that intense and special. And I think there are people meant to enter your life and force you to grow as a human. Mm -hmm. On this show, we talk about crazy, unexplainable things all the time. We talk about the paranormal, supernatural. Love's the most supernatural thing I've felt. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never seen a Bigfoot. I don't think I've ever seen a UFO. (laughs) But I've felt love. I've fallen in love. I've loved a friend. I've loved my family. I've been lucky enough to experience love and, and be surrounded by love in times when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I certainly felt the absence of it. Yeah. It definitely is an important, vital thing. And so love is the most magical thing we know. So on that note, have a happy Valentine's Day. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Get somebody some roses. Even if you're not with somebody, go buy some roses. Find somebody on the street and say, happy Valentine's Day. And then... You're beautiful. Yeah. And then take their fucking wallet. <laughs> 
That's what you got to do. They're never going to suspect it. They're going to be overcome with like, oh, my God, thank you for the roses. Pull out the switchblade. Give me your money. Give me your love. Give me your love. Or you stick your hand in your jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. Go give me all you got. And then they're like, oh, my God. And they're giving you their wallet. And then you whip out the rose and go. A single rose. And then you go, give me all you got. I want this evening with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the money away. I want you to make that ass clap. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We have a Patreon now. We sure do. We sure do that. We do that. We are releasing new tiers and there will be more information on that but it is live and you can subscribe if you would like to to support this podcast and help us pay for <laughs> editors so yes, we can get uh, out yeah absolutely get out more content on a more consistent basis for all of you and a plus of joining now in the early stages is you get to help us shape the tiers like we said yeah. uh tell us what you, what you want what you what are you vibing? tell me what you want what you really really want <laughs> tell me what you want what you really really want what, um, what makes those legs quake let's what makes those legs quiver oh yes the legs quiver and the ass clap it do it really do <laughs> tell me that send me an email at according to an idiot at gmail.com at what patreon tears would make that ass clap and those legs quiver that's all we want to hear and if you cannot send an email i understand but we also have a facebook and instagram at according to an idiot you could tell us mm-hmm. or tweet us at idiots accord beautiful and if you don't if, if you don't want to talk to us that's also fine because we release updates on the latest episodes when they're available and other news and stuff so feel yes. free to follow us there if you care to. feel free friends all right yes happy valentine's day happy love time happy little baby cupid can we just talk for a second i just wanted to squeeze this in cupid isn't that funny a little baby with a crossbow. <laughs> I think it's unnerving that a child is giving me these adult emotions. Yeah, where yes. I want to, I want to sh- just shit, stick my fingers in something. Oh God! Okay, a baby did Let's that keep to it me. PG th- a baby <laughs> did that to me. <laughs> a baby pricked me and then made me jam my fingers in some woman's orifice. That's really, you know what? When you put it that way, man, love is disgusting. <laughs> We should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> I totally get why, like, the church wants you to feel shame. Yeah, I get it. Don't, yeah. You no. know what I would love, though? If you left me a review on iTunes. I would also love that. <laughs> That's the orifice that I want a finger in is iTunes reviews. Because when you leave us a review on iTunes, it lets us know how you feel. And it also helps people find the show, which is great for everybody. Right. And we can prick so many other people. Yes. I just want to do some pricking. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I will see you in time. I love you.